Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Geeks of the Machine, Doctor Who edition. I'm your host, Jasmine, and today we have co-hosting Adelaide. Hello, Adelaide. Hi, Jasmine. And today we're going to be talking about Doctor Who Season 2. Um, This season had a lot happen. <laughs> um, I feel like this season was a lot deeper than the first season. Yeah, so that's- I gotta agree. <laughs> Especially since, there. yeah, uh, arguably a much more attractive doctor. Not even arguably. I think it's a general consensus this is a much more attractive doctor. I actually know someone that disagrees with you vehemently on that, but all right. A general, of course, someone will argue it, but someone will always, there's always an oddball to every <laughs> statistic. <laughs> She's going to kill me when she listens to this. <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, of course, we have David Tennant appearing as the 10th Doctor, and we have to start this off with, did you like his appearance? Like, after we got out of the first season, he showed up in the second season, and he immediately, like, passes out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I guess it's a good way for us to build up expectations, or <laughs> slash knock them down. I don't, I don't know. I didn't, I don't care much for their Christmas specials. I know you're going to have to like crucify me for that, but I'm not a fan of their Christmas specials. They always seem, the Christmas specials are always a little on the extra cheesy side. See, and I like them. I like, but that's also because not really much is going on at Christmas, except a bunch of reruns that you've seen a million times. Oh, so it does add some freshness to it. Exactly. It's this, and then you get to watch um, a Christmas story for the 450th time. Mm. or um i'll have what is that uh the one with santa where she draws the big stupid tear that and that claymation one. Oh yeah <laughs> but anyway back to doctor who <laughs> the 10th doctor how do you like david Tennant? uh david Tennant for me is like the quintessential doctor he is the one that everybody pictures when they hear doctor who he's he's the doctor he's the one i think of he's the one most of my friends think of um, and you know how they hold, they always say, oh, there's your doctor. Yeah, David Tennant's my doctor. I may like other ones better, but to me, I think David Tennant is the doctor. See, I like David Tennant too, but I don't know if he's my doctor. I don't know if I've found my doctor yet. Like, I'm I'm kind of pulling between two at the moment. So... The other one's 11, isn't it? <laughs> Um, and of course, Rose is still the companion. This was her final season. Did you enjoy Rose in her final season? I didn't enjoy Rose that much anyway, so nope. I agree. I think she, as a companion, she had the best story, but as yes. a character, she was not good. <laughs> yes, I agree. I, it's hard to get over her mistreatment of Mickey, and I think that's where the main problem is. And I get that her as a not as necessarily as a character, but her plotline is so relatable. I can see how everybody really, you fit right into her shoes with going and exploring with the Doctor. And she's got a fairly average life. She's got a fairly average everything. She just sort of hops right into everybody's shoes and she gets right into the right into the TARDIS. And of course, everybody would want to do that. Everyone wants to think of themselves as Rose. But then you also have this, her main character flaw is horrible mistreatment of Mickey and... That is, like, the main thing that I cannot get past with her character. She's such a jerk. Well, I think she's a jerk overall. Like, even to the doctor, she's kind of jerkish. 
The doctor does need and... somebody to be a jerk to him now and then, but I agree. <laughs> so, as we go through the series, we see Torchwood. And like I said um, in the previous um, podcast that I got into Doctor Who from Torchwood, which I'm sure people will crucify me for because that's not the way you're supposed to do things. (laughs) I like the introduction of Torchwood. They set the ground, they set the scene, and there was also a major, like, establishing moment where Queen Elizabeth II was like, yeah, I don't like how you're doing things. I can do it better. And this is how we got Torchwood. So what were your thoughts on Torchwood, Elliot? I really like Torchwood. And I think my favorite part of this is how closely integrated the two se- the two series are. You have, they constantly intertwine. And I think the only other series, or I don't even know what to call it. It's not really a series if there's two of them there. Um, the only other one I've seen do that was like Buffy and Angel. And even then they didn't do it as well. Well, the Vampire Diaries did it, too, with the originals. After Buffy, I was done with vampires, so I haven't gone past <laughs> that. Um, And then the next spinoff that got mentioned this season, I think most of their spinoffs started this season, Um, was um, Jane Smith and K-9. They're and so she was from a previous rendition of the, uh, like, the old Doctor Who. Yeah, she was one of the last ones, I think. Um... I remember her very, very vaguely, but I remember her because of my friend that was super into Classic Who in high school. And um, I remember seeing K-9. I don't remember the episodes very well, but I definitely remember K-9, and I remember loving K-9. So it was yeah. really cool to see them come back. <laughs> I didn't care. I was like, oh, some old lady. Cool. Like, <laughs> oh, cool, whatever. And I moved right along. I will say I hated her. Her fighting with Rose, the ex-girlfriend and the current girlfriend set up. I was like, just just shut up. Just stop. Also, you're like 50. Like, yeah, there's that too. <laughs> you're supposed to be more mature. You, like, you know who the doctor is. Like, at this point, this is an open relationship. Really? I mean, he outlives everybody. Granted, he does kind of dump them once they hit 25. But still. <laughs> he's. I mean, we'll discuss that some other time. But, ugh. I just didn't like her competing with the 19-year-old. Like, yeah, I get it. He's he's her little trophy. It's fine. Or it, whatever. She's his little trophy. Whatever. Something like mm. that. Words. <laughs> so then we also have the Daleks. The Daleks appeared this season. And this was um the first glimpse that we had of them, I think. Like, they were mentioned in the background. But I think this was the first time we physically saw them. Did they live up to your expectations? Oh, God, no. I laugh every time they're on screen. (laughs) I'm sorry they're not scary. I know people that were scared of them because they watched the series when they were really, really little, and I'm just like, that is a vacuum with a plunger. You cannot frighten me with that. (laughs) I gotta agree. Like, I was like, oh, this is what we've been building up to? They shoot lasers, and it's a plunger. And then it was sucking, like, the. it was just the most interesting thing that was supposed to be scary. Yeah, like, in Doctor not. Who has some scary villains, the Daleks, considering the fact that they're an overarching villain, they kind of don't live up to the hype. Oh, no, they don't. <laughs> and I feel like this season knows that in some way. Like, they tried to make them scary, and at the same time, I think near the end of it, they just kind of gave up. And they're like, look, we get that you guys think they're stupid, 
But they're here anyway, and we're going to use them. <laughs> so, later on in this series, we get the parallel worlds where the Doctor and Rose fall through the crack. Did you like the parallel world? I will say right now, I'm a big fan of the Golden Compass, which utilizes parallel worlds. So yes, I like parallel worlds in almost anything. That is very fun. Um, I don't know. I mean, I liked the different plot lines. I liked the different characters. I liked the variations. I'm just a big fan of the whole parallel universes running around everywhere thing. I didn't care. Like, honestly, I, I, I watched several things about parallel worlds and agreed. Completely love a parallel world, especially if it's done right. I don't care about this parallel world, honestly. It was like, okay. Eh. Um, but I do want to mention the parallel Mickeys. Or what is it, Mickey and Ricky? Yeah, something like that. Did you like the parallel Mickey? I didn't care about him. I liked that the first thing, um, I don't know what to call him, normal Mickey did was go find his grandma and find out that she's alive. And then it really set up for us to really and finally get rid of the guy. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I like him as a character. I just feel really, really bad for him because he doesn't fit in anywhere. And all Rose does is string him along. So I liked that we had a setup for him to finally leave and have his own life. Not only leave, but like leave. And as far as we knew at that point, never return. Because even the doctor was like, yeah, not going to be able to come back for you. This is it. If we leave, we're gone. You sure you want to do this? I don't believe him when he says that anymore. Well, in season two, I'm sure you believe him. Like now. Yeah, then, maybe. <laughs> but now it's like, yeah, it's been a few years, Doc. We know your drill. I, I didn't care. Like, Mickey was a character I really don't care about. And even his, um, I liked his alternate because he was a little more gruff, but I think he had to be because the world that he was living in. And it was weird that Mickey, who in his world was basically a punk, and was getting punked out by everybody, from Rose to, like, random people, the doctor who he doesn't even know. Like, he was basically wanted for murder for the longest time, and we never addressed that again. He was the, what did he call himself? I'm not the robot dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you were a guy. So I'm sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, that was that the, the extent of me caring about Mickey. I was like, okay, he's gone, whatever. So then we also go to see the two heart cannon. Like, that's where they officially mention that he has two hearts. And I thought that was pretty cool. Um, also, why is it that this was the only season that time passes between when Rose leaves and returns? Was I the only one who noticed that? This season and the first season. I have no answer for that. Because I... every other season, like, it was like immediately. Yeah, I know. I think, um, I, I especially remember in, um... With Eleven, they make a point of having them come back almost immediately so that nothing passes, and they still age, though, which was one of the things I appreciated in that one, but I'm jumping ahead. Yeah, which should be I was allowed just... in a time travel series, but still. <laughs> I was just noticing that, which was interesting to me. 
Um, but let's talk about some specific ep- episodes, okay? So we got to start with the girl in the fireplace, okay? And I think this was the first episode that we got to see that the doctor can love, if you get what I mean. I do. On the one hand, like, it, they showed Nine really loving Rose to some extent, and... So, See, I, don't I don't know. know. I felt like it felt redundant, but at the same time, I really liked that episode. So that's, it's just, it shows him loving someone other than Rose, which I think is a good thing because we kind of knew she was leaving at the end of the season. I, See, the problem is, and this is where we can have, I don't know if he actually loved Rose. Like, it, I, maybe it's because I didn't like Rose that much, but <laughs> I don't know if he actually loved Rose or if he was just mourning a loss of someone who he could never go back to. If you get what I mean. I do, especially because it's the doctor and he right. doesn't like loss in any sort of form. And I think that was the issue versus, like, of course we know Rose, all of them fall in love with the doctor. Yeah. That's, <laughs> well, except one. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> <laughs> but like, and that's what I thought this was. And, uh, like, I keep hearing different things, like, yeah, he really loved Rose, but did he? I'm so torn with that. I feel like he did, but at the same time, I feel like with the Doctor, it's so hard to know whether he's loving, whether he loves Rose because she's somebody he can show off the world to, or if he loves her because it's Rose. Or did he actually love her? Or was he mourning the loss of never being able to go back because the other people he left he could always go back to it was his choice not to go back versus oh, so I this... see. he's them dumping him versus him dumping them right <laughs> so that was my thought process. like because i keep hearing that he loved rose and I, I i'm not saying he didn't care about her obviously he cares about her but is it the way that you care about a pet that you take around? Or is it the way that you care about an actual lover? Man, I'm keeping my pet anyway. I would be I would be horrified <laughs> if I lost that. I love my pets. Darn it. <laughs> right, but that's my point. Like, at that point, that would be like if your dog walks away from you and then puts up, like, some random wall and you can never get to it. Oh. Of course you'd be upset. Oh, but yeah. it's not, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I guess I can see where you're coming from on that. I- Rose obviously loved him, and I feel like there's, I feel like he loves Rose more, or he, I won't say romantic love, or um, it's, it's, it could be a friendship love, it could be another type of love, whatever that love aspect is, I'm still kind of used the word. Um, I feel like there was a part of him that loved something about Rose more than the other companions he takes, especially Martha, um, and I feel like what? that aspect is still like there's something there that he still liked more about Rose than anything else than any other people that he's traveled with. But whether he's mourning the loss of that or he's mourning the loss of Rose specifically is up for debate, I think. Well, Martha was basically the rebound, so you can't really count her. Oh yeah, Martha was definitely the rebound. <laughs> so the girl in the fireplace. This was also the first episode that I could remember where someone thought of him as an imaginary friend. What did you think about that? I thought that was adorable. Like, that was so cute, having the little girl just talking to this guy in the fireplace. And to find out that she was this amazing figure and that she was so important and vital in history, 
And I love that the end of this episode where no one knew why they, they were going for Madame Pompadour until they zoomed out. And it was like a little wink to the audience. Like, yeah, this is why. Did you catch that? I did. I I liked it a lot. Um, I really like it when they mess with major historical figures, especially stronger female characters. Um, but I don't know. I just really like them playing with bigger history things. On the one hand, like I don't like them traveling too far out with having massive weird alien things. But the way that they handle it, especially in the later seasons, is much more entertaining for me. I agree, but I think for the first time that they've done it, I think they did it pretty well. Cause I before this, I didn't care who Madame Pompadour was, and then I, I had, had to go no Google. Idea who she was. <laughs> I went to go Google, and I was like, oh wow, she's pretty strong, and she was awesome, and she still like she was a mistress who didn't upset the wife. Like, the wife was like, cool, you can sleep with my husband. You know what? Be my lady in waiting. <laughs> I mean, I, how do you would, not love that? That's pretty cool. I don't know any time that would happen again, but <laughs> arranged marriages, right? No. The prince chose, I mean, the king chose her. Like, but there were also French, and that that was a plot point in the episode, too. Feel like there's something there about the whole rivalry between England and France kicking up, but yeah, <laughs> that that had to be a thing there. Mm. So, um, this was also the first episode where the doctor showed that he was um capable of loving someone else, and I really like that. Simply because, outside of Rose, this was this shows you that even once Rose was gone, life goes on. Yeah, I think that was really important for so that was really important to establish early on. And maybe it's a little bit of foreshadowing because he is looking at her differently than when he looks at Rose there. And very clearly preoccupied with Madame Pompadour instead of being instead of focusing entirely on Rose like he has been for a lot of the episodes beforehand. Mhm. And I also appreciated that like she even left him a letter like, "Hey, I'm sorry that you couldn't come back for me in time, but I still want you to know that I care about you, and I hope you find what you're looking for. I liked her. I wanted um, her to make it on there. I did too. Like I like that was the most crushing thing this season for me. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, anything else you want to talk about about this episode? Um, the clockwork things were cool, but other than that, no. I really didn't care. Like, the first time I watched it, when they um, cannibalized the crew, now that messed me up. Oh, yeah, that was <laughs> disturbing on various levels. But that's why I liked them. Right. But other than that, it was just like, okay, whatever, who cares? And then, of course, you have to look under your bed. Like, Doctor Who makes you check areas that you really didn't think about checking before. Like, you look not as an adult. Like- <laughs> that you're like, I haven't looked in this since I was like six. All right, then. <laughs> um. Then the next episode I want to talk about is The Rise of the Cybermen. I enjoyed this episode because, one, we got to see alternative roles in her mother. And her mother was awful in the alternative world. <laughs> oh, she absolutely was. I could not stand her. And her father was all nice. Like, I don't understand how they could be so different, which was weird to me. 
That's why I like Parallel Worlds. So many options. If you don't have orange juice one day, suddenly you're a jerk. Like 20 years in the future. <laughs> but I enjoyed it. I also forgot to mention that Mickey joins as a quote-unquote companion. And it was a scene in the previous episode that I mentioned, The Girl in the Fireplace, where Doctor Who's like, oh, I want to keep the horse. And Rose goes, no, you can't keep the horse. And he's like, I'll let you keep Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> I remember laughing at that this time around, too. Like, and I thought it was so interesting that Mickey's like, oh, cool. I'm on. And then, like, immediately, like, three episodes later, he's gone. And no one cares about him anymore. Nope. I'm pretty sure they only brought him in so they could have a decent goodbye between Rose and Mickey and have it be, like, a clear-cut ending. By the way, she's no longer a jerk. They're together again. Nothing's happening. Bye. <laughs> How did you like The Rise of the Cybermen? Because when I was watching it, I was like, hmm, this is a good episode, okay. It was very technologically focused. And basically, like, you're, it's basically what the older generation is screaming. Like, your phone is taking over. All of this technology is too much. You can't deal with it. Ooh, fire bad. Um... <laughs> Nah, I, I laugh at those plot lines. I have people that share stories like how bad technology is in various scenarios. And I'm like, all right, but you know, I talk to people that are like out of state. That's who I'm talking to when I'm on my phone. I'm not talking to random strangers. I might be talking to random strangers sometimes. But also, like, I have friends out of state that I am talking to uh, that I knew from college and such. And like, it brings the world together, yes. Also, we might be massively hooked on it, but that's not necessarily always a bad thing i don't know i feel like it's another one of those ooh technology is so scary plot lines that bothers me so much in some ways but at the same time technology has given us so many opportunities like just this just this recording session we have the ability to record from across states over the internet and then publish later all via technology and it's so much easier to do than we could have done before Exactly. And uh, I have to agree. Technology has made so many advances, leaps and bounds. And the interesting thing to me is you don't hear people complaining when they're getting an EKG or when they're getting heart surgery or things that will keep you alive. It's only the quote unquote trivial things that we shouldn't do. And then net neutrality hits <sighs> and everybody, everybody freaks out because they will complain about the Internet. But no, the minute the free Internet's taken away, they freak out. <laughs> That's probably too political. But, stop yeah. there. <laughs> How did you feel about um, the Cybermen themselves? Because this was our first introduction to Cybermen. Um, they're more men in suits, which I find really funny, um, and thus not very threatening. But at the same time, I think the um, the thing with the Cybermen that really got me was how they formed and how the guy who is trying really hard to escape pain. Um, the thing in pain and emotion, which is arguably what made him human in the first place, uh, at least in Doctor Who's perspective, um, got rid of that, created Cybermen, and he did and that by killing other people. A cyber suit. Yeah, like, he just like yeah. he's like, no, I can stay human. No, that ain't how this works, champ. <laughs> I I really liked that they forced him into it. That was absolutely <laughs> deserved. <laughs> Um, anything else you want to talk about about the Rise of the Cybermen? Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay, that's gone. And 
let's talk about the idiot's lantern so basically this episode tv controlled everything and people were stupid <laughs> oh technology scary fire is bad <laughs> i like this episode <laughs> and <laughs> it was for the stupidest reason I liked it because the guy was so scared of it. Like, even the the guy who Doctor Who thought was controlling it wasn't. And he himself was so scared of the technology that he didn't know how to stop it. I, I mean, he was very terrified. I, my biggest problem was hearing the, the, I don't know what to call it, the the lady in the computer thing. I don't remember what to call it there. My biggest issue was hearing her scream. She was hungry for like on loop for three solid minutes. <laughs> Please stop. Please stop. <laughs> I had it in my brain the following night. It would just not go away. I guess the plot, I guess that was proof the TV is controlling you, but it was just stuck on loop in my head. I was actually fine with that. <laughs> like, and I think that's another reason I liked it. Um, Magpie Electricals. Was that what it was called? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what I have in my notes. I don't know what her actual name was, though. Yeah, I don't remember what it was either. It was some sort of electronic thing that was feeding off of people. But um, And anything else you want to talk about about Idiot's Lantern? No, other than the name is brilliant. But other than it... <laughs> that, was awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the last episode, Doomsday. Did you like Doomsday? A bit, I guess. I mean, it wasn't the worst episode. I didn't care much for the ending. Um, Not in the way that everybody was like, oh, it's so sad and heartbreaking. Guys, I read The Golden Compass when I was in fifth grade. (laughs) Nothing can top that. I'm on to the ways. You can stop. It's just, I know what it's from. I've seen it. It's fine. Uh, You can't can't make me cry with that crap anymore. I've, I've been there. Um, so, like, other than that, it wasn't, I don't know, I guess I liked seeing, um, I liked seeing Jackie, like, this version of Jackie take the place of the other one, but Mm -hmm. I did not like seeing her almost die again, that was, like, that was, we didn't need to have that recycled so quickly. Eh. (laughs) I mean, I like Doomsday. Simply because it gave us a, a stronger Mickey. Like he'd been hardened by this other world. And trying to do the cleanup. It also gave us a good version of um, the mother and father together in that coupling. I really like and, that. Hmm? I really like that. That they take. That they finally have the two combined. And we have the mother who's not a jerk who has been desperately looking for the husband to come back in some way um and then the father who rose never got to see and now they're all living in that parallel world i feel like that's a better ending for rose overall anyway um also i enjoyed the fact that rose was about to die like i i'm sure i'm probably solo with that but as soon as rose let go i was like oh wow this is like i would have felt better if Rose had died, if then the doctor got to mourn her in that way. Because then I think his whole, like, I'm never losing anyone again 
thing would have been deeper and richer to me. Yeah, I agree. Especially in later seasons when he brings that up, that he doesn't mm-hmm. lose anybody. And yeah, that would have been that would have been great. Not that I want to see Rose die necessarily. <laughs> I know she's a beloved companion, even though I don't always understand why. But not that she has to die. That still would have been great for the Doctor, but I'm also tired of seeing female characters killed off for the growth of another, for a male character. So, she can live happily with her new parents. And let's talk about Rose joining Torchwood, which was an interesting turn of events. (laughs) Were you surprised by that? Kind of, because from what she knows, she... Her world, her version of Torchwood is very, very different from their Torchwood. Um, And, you know, it was formed in opposition to her. So it's kind of surprising that she managed to join at all. Well, in this version, well, no, because in this version, she said they were just starting up. So she would have been one of the founding members in this world. Well, they said in the first episode that it was there and that the People's Republic took over it. Hmm. And at the last, um, the last few seconds of this episode, the doctor is like, um, Rose goes, yeah, I love, I love you, blah, blah, blah. And then he drags out this whole, this is the reason, if we're really being honest, that I don't know if the doctor really, truly loved Rose. Because he drags it out, knowing that he only has a short amount of time. I hated that. I hated that so much. And then he, quote unquote, couldn't tell Rose that he loved her versus like, I know he he even said, I have about two minutes. I know, right? You lead with that. <laughs> if that's what you have to say, you lead with it. But he was really distraught and I really did appreciate that. Did you like the Cybermen? Uh, which villains did you like? The Cybermen or the Daleks? Because both of them were kind of lame in their own right. Oh, yeah. But which do you think is better? Um, I think I will say the Daleks just because they can continue to evolve where I feel like the Cybermen just sort of... They upgrade. Yeah, well, they upgrade, but like once they upgrade, there's nowhere else for them to go. And... I feel like the dialects have more chance to keep going because they've been shown to keep going. Even if it's like somewhat they keep rewriting themselves to keep the dialects in, at least we can see that they have this ability to adapt. Even if it's not necessarily adapting, it's just a constant progression of the same. But they continue. Whereas the um, the Cybermen are just like, we convert humans and then we are we are perfect and great. Now what? Okay, and in the last scene of this um, season, we see a mysterious woman in the dr- in the dress who ultimately turns out to be Donna Noble. But at the time, we don't know that. And what was your first thought when you saw this mysterious woman in the dress? I like her because immediately she starts questioning the doctor. She's very obviously got a very strong personality and is immediately putting him on the back pedal with questions. And he's like, "What? what is happening here? <laughs> Well, that was also because, of course, he's like, he just said his final goodbye, and he's kind of sad. So, uh, of course, he's like, that'd be like if you just attended a funeral, and somebody's like, what are you doing here? What's going on? Well, that's like, if I just attended a funeral, got into my car, and suddenly there's a person in the back seat saying that. 
True. <laughs> um, oh, also, one last thing I want to talk about, the face of Bo. Um, in this season, we did happen to see the face of Bo in the first episode, New Earth. Yes. And while watching this, the face of Bo is just kind of appearing, and no one cares. Like, it's just another background character. And it's not until the, literally the next season that we get who the face of Bo is. But watching this, do you, from what you know, in this season only, do you like the face of Bo? In this season only, I think I just sort of, like, he was there, and so I didn't really care. And, like, I know who it was, and I know going back on this season, like, well, watching it again, I know who it was this time around, too. But just looking at it, like, if I could isolate just watching it from then, I probably would not have cared. Mm-hmm. He's just I, a he's a background character that's shown to be of importance, but we haven't seen why he's of importance yet. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's... I gathered we'd be seeing more of him. I just didn't gather who he was at that time. Yeah, I agree. I liked seeing more of the face of Bo. Like, because this is, I think, the second time that we saw him, because I think we saw him once in season one. Yeah, he's in the the new New Earth one again. Mm-hmm. New New York. No, it was the first one was the destruction of Earth. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then this was New Earth. So I thought that was fun and interesting, but like all things considered, yeah, I really didn't care. Yeah, I didn't. I wouldn't have thought to care at that time. I would have at least noticed, you know, he's important. He's probably going to show up again. We're going to find out why he's important. But at the time, I wouldn't have cared anyway. Mm. Um, Anything else that you want to talk about about this season? Okay. No, I don't think so. <laughs> Sorry, I was mentally going through the checklist in my brain. Um, I think that's everything for this season. Um, let us know if there's anything that you guys thought we missed in the comments. Um, so thank you for listening to another Geeks the Machine podcast. I was your host, Jasmine. Um, this was Adelaide. Say bye, Adelaide. Bye. Um, I, you can tweet me at OP Jasmine. You can tweet Adelaide at OP Addy. You can tweet the show at overpowered tweets op tweets real op tweets <laughs> yes real op thank you real op tweets please visit the website overpoweredentertainment.com and all of our other information is on the site so thanks again for listening guys bye bye